0: Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at root like faith it is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word transformed by the love of Jesus and moved by his mission in the power of the Holy Spirit nothing is more important well, on today's episode of root like faith we are talking about how to prepare your kids not to conform to the culture you know Sally Clarkson once said in the absence of conviction, culture wins. Well, as parents raising children in a peer-centered culture, we must be able to help them develop a firm foundation of faith and teach them the unconditional perfect love of God through studying the Bible as a family and also preparing them to answer the many issues of our culture today. This is going to be good. Let's go. Well, as we are continuing our series on faith in the family, we are talking about preparing our kids to face the many issues in our culture today, which, wow, that seems like an overwhelming topic, Um, yeah, to say the least. (laughs) But, you know, it's so important. And I I think back to when I first started following Christ, when I was in high school, and I remember in particular... A um, friend that I had who was struggling through a, a decision, um, and I didn't know how to help her. And the issue was abortion, and I didn't know what to say to her because I didn't understand. I had never been taught.
1: And this and was I, after he became, shortly after you became yes, a Christian. Yes, okay. but
0: I was a brand new Christian, and so I was not prepared for this. And on, to be completely honest, I didn't even know if it was right or wrong. OK, because I was a brand new Christian. And so I just I think back to that in my life and I think about my kids today and I think, wow, like it's so important for to prepare them for the many issues that they will face, that they can face as early as middle school. Honestly, as early as elementary a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. I understand it's hard because you. Um, You know, we just don't even know where to start a lot of times. And so we just thought it would be a really good thing to kind of talk through this with you guys to help you understand how we can prepare our kids to face those issues that they will undeniably face probably pretty soon um, there's so much going on in our world today and it's just so important that we prepare them
1: well you're talking about you know just the you know things that that kids face today in elementary like there's things that that are being you know taught um that yeah, as early as you know kindergarten, first grade, that weren't mm-hmm. even on the radar, mm-hmm. you know, when we were kids, and so you know, as many parents know who are listening in, that, that this is you know uh, very much a battle um, that that uh, the the Christian family is facing, mm-hmm. and so I think you know as we're talking about this idea of really rooting faith in the family, and you know, we've talked about Bible study basics in the past, right. and, and so really kind of you know taking now a step, going a step further, and really talking about how do we prepare our kids with God's word to mm-hmm. rightly apply God's word as they're going to face different cultural uh, issues and questions. I mean, I remember being in high school you because know, at some point it, w- it will cost them to follow Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think beginning to prepare them for that reality. Uh, I remember being in high school. This is going to sound so silly, but I remember being in high school. Uh, I was voted by the way, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but I was, I was voted uh, in eighth grade. I was voted most likely to be an Olympian, which
0: turned wow. out not
1: to be true. <laughs> But then in high school, I was voted most likely to become a monk. Oh, So that one was a little bit closer (laughs) to my world. But I remember being in high school and um, and one of the, the guys on the school newspaper wrote an article about why Christians shouldn't wear Christian t-shirts you know back in the day it was like oh, you know, was Christian like t-shirts are big the but they're Lord's making gym, I had know? the Lord's gym oh, t-shirt I'm sure you had, did I honey I had them all <laughs> uh, you know and so that was a big deal and interesting enough those are kind of making a comeback right now those are those are back yeah again. that's true you know that. but uh, <laughs> so um, anyways I remember one of the guys on the school newspaper writing an article saying why you know Christians should keep their faith to themselves And that, that, you know, kids shouldn't wear, you know, Christian Mm t-shirts. And so, man, I was just like, I was, I was, you know, I felt like Martin Luther, um, (laughs) you know, got my, got my, you know, pen out and wrote a scathing, you know, response to him. (laughs) But I remember that was like one of the first times that like my faith in Jesus, my conviction um, really kind of put me out there. It Mm. it was going to cost me. So like I was going to, my name was going to be on that article. And I still remember very vividly walking into the school newspaper room and they were all in there having a meeting. And I walked in and gave them, and they said, oh, we were expecting you. Oh, and so it was interesting. interesting. They they knew, um, I guess, that that, uh, <laughs> that I would be writing something in response. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today is just how do we prepare our kids to face some of those challenges that, that mm-hmm. following Jesus, there, there's a cost. And I would say that the, increasingly there's there's going to be a cost to following Jesus mm-hmm. um, d- just based on where our culture is going. Yeah,
0: doing. and it's, it's – I mean – It's hard for our kids because it's hard for us. I mean, how many of these issues? This actually might be helpful for parents as well because we there's so much there's some really big issues that we're facing today and a lot of us don't know how to respond and so I think if we as adults can understand we can help our kids better understand how to respond well we want to break it down as simply as we can um, because we know this is a big topic Um, and I think that the very first area that we need to start with and we'll just keep it simple here but it's just helping our kids understand their identity like that's the first place that we have to start with our with our kids. We need to help them see themselves as God sees them. And so, what that means is is helping them understand that that God loves them, that God has a purpose for them, that they are made to be a child of God, and just really helping them see themselves as God sees them. That's the place to start because when they rightly see themselves as God sees them, then they can in turn see the world as God does. Well, I think
1: you know passage we've talked about before. I mean Genesis chapter one verses twenty six and twenty seven that they're made in God's image and that you know helping our kids. Understand that there is a creator who created mm-hmm. them. Right. Um, that that they're not an accident, and they're they're not the the byproduct of of you know a mindless. Uh, evolutionary process there is a God who loves them who created them who made him in his in his image Mm -hmm. um, that that their life has meaning and purpose and value that God wants to work you know in them and through them Uh, I think that that is so important I I can't help but think of of the story of Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego Mm -hmm. uh, in the Old Testament and Mm -hmm. I would just encourage any parent um, to go back and and to reread in particular Daniel chapter one like just start there And that chapter would just be such a great chapter, parts of that, to read together as a family um, and to begin just sort of taking some of the truths that we see in Daniel chapter one. And if you're not familiar with that story, I mean, that's the story of God's people being taken out of the land that God had given Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Mm -hmm. um, the land that we would call Israel today. And so God had promised that land to them. And they were to be God's people living for, for God's purposes in God's place. And, and right around 586 B.C., the Babylonians come in and attack Jerusalem, destroy the temple and take many of the Jewish people out of that land mm-hmm. into Babylon. It would be like another country invading America and uh, destroying, you know, churches and taking Christian families out of America to live in that particular nation and mm. to be forced to worship their gods and to learn their language and to read their literature. That's what was happening to Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. And yet what you see in Daniel chapter one is they said, no, um, we know who we are and we mm. know whose we are. Um, we know that there is a God who created us. He's the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and we belong to him. We're going to be faithful to him. And so Daniel chapter one is such an important chapter, I think, as, as we're thinking about just helping our kids know their identity And to live out of that identity Mm -hmm. and how that can cost them at times. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage, again, any family, spend some time in Daniel chapter 1. And um, read that chapter and help your kids understand, see themselves in that story. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it's so important as we're thinking about rooting faith in the family and just the cost sometimes of what it means to follow Jesus. And now as parents, how do we begin preparing our Mm -hmm. kids to face some of those challenges? Not necessarily exile, but different challenges, whether it's about Mm -hmm. abortion or sexuality or racism Mm -hmm. or truth, uh, all of those things and more uh, are just issues that they're going to be facing as they mm-hmm. get older.
0: I love that you said help them to see themselves in that in the story because I think that's so powerful and one of the many reasons that we talk about so much about studying the Bible as a family and we had obviously the episode a few weeks ago Bible study basics to help um, teach your kids the Bible um, but we want to talk about here we talked about identity we want to talk about why also it's very very important like you were just sharing the story of, of Daniel there in Daniel chapter 1, why it's important that we are um, helping our kids see themselves in the stories in the Bible, why we're studying through the Bible, um, because this is foundational to preparing them to face those cultural
1: issues. Yeah, I was just thinking about the um, you wanted, one of the songs that was so impactful for me um, oh when, I, when, I, when I was in high school, but it was a song by Steve Camp Oh yeah, uh, called Run to the Battle. Do you remember that? Do you remember that song?
0: <laughs> I bet that made you just feel like oh, you man. were ready I to would, take I on the world. I would throw my
1: Sony Walkman on <laughs> my my headphones, my Sony Walkman, and put my my Steve Camp cassette in totally, and would just jam out to that song in particular. But <laughs> jam that, out that that cassette and then CD. Literally discipled me um, when I was when I was, you know, a freshman, sophomore in high school. But I remember being um, in in Sunday school class mm. and I didn't really have a relationship at all with the youth pastor. He was from California. Mm-hmm. He came in and I would sit in the back. My, my dad had been a pastor for much of my childhood, but at that time uh, he was not. And so we started attending a church just north of Fort Wayne where I grew up. And I remember going and sitting in the back of that classroom during Sunday school and God used his words in such a powerful way. I was a freshman in high school Mm. and I would have already I would have already considered myself a Christian, but it was really through his ministry that that I feel like God really called me to take following Christ seriously. Mm, mm-hmm. And I understood the consequence of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and that song in particular, I would listen to it. It was all about, you know, running to the battle, not being afraid of what mm-hmm. it means to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, sometimes that that preparation comes through a parent or through a youth pastor or teacher. I can name other people. That were so influential in my life. And I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for those men and women that really challenged me and helped prepare me in that way.
0: Yeah. And as you're studying the Bible with your kids or as a family, or maybe it's, you know, a youth pastor that's teaching, like Pat was talking about, um, I think what's happening is, well, You're 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 getting grounded, right? It becomes like this anchor. And that's that's really what we're trying to do is is ground our kids in truth because that's what prepares them. Um
1: Yeah, I just sorry, I'm gonna I'm I'm just I'm humming that Steve Camp song. When we're done, I am going to YouTube and pulling up that video (laughs) and I'm gonna listen to it this afternoon. We have to
0: finish this episode first. I know, let's hurry. Let's hurry. (laughs)
1: But no, you're right. I, I was thinking about, you know, Matthew chapter four and, and, of course, Jesus being tempted by the devil and how um, every time he is tempted, uh, mm-hmm. he he quotes scripture. He goes back mm-hmm. to God's word. I mean, he was grounded. He was guarded. He was mm-hmm. being guided by God's word. You know, Jesus says in, in that temptation scene, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he quotes scripture, in particular, the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy over and over again. It was God's word in him. That sustained him, that strengthened him, that was a guard to him. And so it's so important for us, I think, as parents to be doing the same in our own life, mm, um, but yeah. also in the life of our kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Well, I want to get really practical here because I think, of course, that's the foundation of, of it all is, is understanding identity, our identity, how God sees us, how then God sees the world. Um, how he loves the world, he loves us, and he loves the world, and he wants to use us to spread that love and hope and light to the world. Um, and then also, just the fo- foundational is is the Bible itself and understanding it, the Bible, so that it becomes an anchor for us, um, and guards us and guides us. And I
1: think it's really really important what you were what you were just saying before we get into some of these practical mm-hmm. things about preparing our kids to face different cultural issues or questions or pressures. You know, I've often times in my preaching joked that John three 16 doesn't say for God was so angry at the world that he sent his only mm, son. Um, yeah. And sometimes that's the posture of Christians. Right. Um, it says that God so loved the world that he right. gave his only son that whoever mm. believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting mm-hmm. life. That, that um, being forgiven by God, having a relationship with God is, is through um, repentance and faith in Jesus. But, mm. but God so loved the world that he gave his son. Um, that mm. it was love that motivated God um, mm-hmm. to send Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, to come and to live a life that we couldn't live, to die a death that we deserve, to raise him victorious over sin, Satan, and death. And so I think that's so important, like as a starting place for yeah. us as we think about preparing our kids and equipping them, that we, that we don't see the world as an enemy. Right. But we see the world as, as desperately in need of mm. God's love and grace and truth. That yeah. we see the world desperately lost. Um, But the world, um, I think sometimes we can have the wrong posture, the wrong attitude, Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of angry Christians. Yeah, And there is a time to have a righteous anger about some of the things that you see going on in the world. But I think that the heart of of really raising our kids to impact the world needs to, it needs to be motivated uh, with Mm. the same love that God Mm -hmm. has for the world.
0: Yeah. It changes our whole perspective. It changes how we approach all of these issues. And so I think that is a very, very important thing. Um, so how do we, okay, let's get, so we're going to get really practical here. It's my favorite. Um, so how do we actually prepare our kids for what they might hear before they hear it? And, honey, I'm going to let you talk a lot in this area. Oh, boy. Well,
1: I, sorry,
0: I didn't prepare you for this. But just because I've heard you talk about it so much, and it's so good. So hopefully they, <laughs> our <laughs> listeners think it's good, too. <laughs> no pressure there. But, yeah. you know, like really practically, how can we prepare them for what they might hear before they hear it?
1: I think one of the things that that um, is so important, and we won't spend a, a ton of time on this because we've we've dealt with it in previous episodes, in particular, the, the Bible study basics, but it's just grounding our kids in God's word. Mm-hmm. And so especially when our kids are young is just teaching our kids um, the scriptures and helping them understand what God's word says, what it doesn't say. And so really grounding them. But in particular, as we're talking today, like how do we, it, it's not enough. I would say it's not enough for our kids to know the Bible. Mm. That That sounds, I don't want that.
0: To sound, to sound wrong. heretical, right,
1: or wrong, but my point in that is that um, that there are lots of Christians who grow up in Christian homes and they know God's Word. They could win the Bible Bowl, um, <laughs> and and yet when they get right. into a secular university, they get into a conversation, they get into mm. the workplace as an adult. They're ill-equipped to, to rightly apply what mm, they know.
0: That's a really good um, point. And
1: so I think it's we need to remember that, that as parents, we're not only teaching our kids the Bible, teaching them truth, teaching them God's word, but especially as they're getting older, we're, we're helping them reason and defend what it is that they believe. We're helping mm. them rightly apply the truth of God's word to different cultural issues that they're going to face. Mm-hmm. And so I think number one is teaching them God's word. But number two, then, is, is going to be taking some simple steps to begin preparing them mm-hmm. um, to how to face some of those different uh, different uh, cultural issues. Mm-hmm. And so I think just, you know, very simply, I mean, helping, uh, I think, as a parent, just go, OK, what are those cultural issues? Right. And so what do, what do I need to be thinking about it? Well, I need to be thinking about the abortion issue. Um, I need to be thinking about sexuality. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to be thinking about race. Uh, I need to be thinking about truth. Um, Mm -hmm. The truth in our culture is subjective. It's not objective. And so how do I help my kids understand that, no, that's not the truth uh, about the truth. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. So there's so many things you just said there. And so I feel like to get really even more practical would be to kind of talk about one of those. Yeah. Let's just talk about one of those issues and how do we help our kids understand one of those issues? Um, how we've done that, I guess might be helpful to somebody. So
1: we can, let's link to, I, I, so let's take the, the abortion issue. Um, and so I know, that we have written, I've written an article that we can link to mm-hmm. um, on the, or in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But I've written an article uh, that, basically, I think it's titled Four Simple Truths." You know, you can teach your kids about abortion, okay? If uh, it's something, something like that or, or close to that, and we've written it, I've written it for um, our site for the family. And so, let's take the abortion issue for an example. W- one, and I talk about e- each of these four truths in that article, but. One way to begin doing that, preparing your child to think critically and biblically about the abortion issue is to begin at at an early age teaching them the simple truth that God loves life. Mm. Like that's just a very simple, easy truth that a child can begin to understand and and see and see applied in a variety of areas. Mm -hmm. But but to begin to say, you know what, God loves life. He's the creator. He sustains life that all life belongs to him. And so that's one truth that you can just begin teaching your child uh, you go to Genesis 1 to show them that he's the creator and mm-hmm. the sustainer of life. And you keep coming back to that truth, you know, over and over again mm-hmm. in, in a variety of ways. Uh, the second truth um, that we talk about in that article is that every human being matters to God. Mm. And so it doesn't matter who they are. That, that's grounded in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, um, That that we really do... Matter to God. We're made in his image. That's what gives mm. us our worth and our dignity. Now, now that applies not only to the abortion issue, but that applies to the race issue. Hmm. It doesn't matter yeah. who you are. It doesn't matter your, your age, mm. the color of your skin, um, your size, your level of development, your environment, your, mm. your degree of dependency. All life matters to God. You can begin teaching that and anchoring that mm. in Genesis chapter one. Um, it's the only reason it's the only way that equality really makes sense uh, mm. if it's grounded in who we are as human beings. And that's a biblical idea. Um, here's the third thing that we talk about in that article, that, that life um, begins inside the womb. And so, yeah. again, showing them in the scriptures where where God says that Psalm 139 verses 13 mm-hmm. and 14, where the psalmist says, I'm I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You, you knit me together in my mother's womb mm-hmm. um, is just one example of that. And then I think the fourth thing that we talk about that in that article is that nobody is beyond the love and forgiveness of Jesus. Mm. And that kind of goes back to that idea that just having a heart for people, a love for people, mm-hmm. that that is our motivation. And so helping our kids understand that, that there's going to be people that they're going to run into someday who've had an abortion. Right. And so how do you love them? How do you mm-hmm. offer the forgiveness and the grace mm-hmm. of the good news that only Jesus offers? And so I think those are some very practical ways, some simple truths, that as it relates to the abortion issue, Mm -hmm. you can begin teaching your kids and training them and equipping them to not only know God's word, but to rightly apply it Mm -hmm. to different questions and um, and challenges they're going to face on a secular campus or someday when they're Mm -hmm. voting or someday when they're in the workplace. Um, And so that is, I think, a very simple way to deal with a cultural issue. Um, and you can apply that to different cultural issues as well.
0: Yeah, and I think it's interesting how there's crossover there. Like you said, every human life matters. Well, that doesn't just apply to the abortion issue. That ap- applies to racism. I, I mean, I, it, it it just, does. it's just yeah, it's so and- powerful when you see that you're you're grounding again. You're grounding your kids in some of these foundational truths of who God is and right. how He views the world. How it really can speak to so many cultural issues of today. And you know, I think it's, it's about building. I think I heard you say the other day, little truth upon little truth. Um, Cause we feel maybe sometimes overwhelmed at, you know, how do we even approach these issues? And right. I think this, that, what you just described is an example of little truth upon little truth that you're teaching your you're kids. You're just planting
1: seeds. Right, you're planting seeds. It's that analogy we used a couple episodes ago of the toddler who's, you know, eating a bowl of Cheerios. And if you give a toddler a whole bowl of Cheerios, they're likely going to end up on the floor. But if you give a toddler mm. just one <laughs> Cheerio at a time, right, um, there's a far greater chance that those Cheerios are going to end up mm. in his or her mouth. And so it is it's it's the it's the truth of God's word. You're just giving them one Cheerio at mm-hmm. a time. It's truth upon truth. You're equipping them and training them. You know, the issue of, of marriage or sexuality is mm-hmm. another example. Mm-hmm. You know, Genesis chapter two, verse 24 is a great verse for a family to memorize. Um, you know, talking about God's heart for a man and a woman to, to enjoy one life together and for um, marriage to be between a man and a woman. I mean, mm-hmm. those are uh, biblical truths that you can start communicating and teaching um, at a very young age.
0: Right. And you can start showing where God says that in the Bible and why that matters and why that affects our entire life. When
1: we've, you know, and our kids, they they kind of roll their eyes at me at times, you know, when we're <laughs> watching TV and you'll see something and, and I'll oftentimes say to them, what's the message that that commercial is sending you right,
0: right. now? Mm-hmm. Or we're
1: watching a movie and, you know, of course they, you know, the older they get, the, the more impatient they are. Sometimes they're like, just dad, just, we know, we know here comes the sermon. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, But even sort of catching those those cultural messages that we see in a commercial Mm -hmm. or in a song or in a movie and just, you know, sort of stopping it there and go, you know, what what message are they sending? Mm -hmm. How is that different from what we know God Mm -hmm. says about reality or what God says about truth? Um, And so sometimes those can just being alert to the different cultural messages that that we're receiving day in and day out and Mm -hmm. and helping our kids to think critically as they're being exposed to that in in different forms of art, whether that's Mm -hmm. music or movies. Uh, or a book. And so that, that can be a really practical way too to sort of keep your eyes open Mm -hmm. um, and helping them just, you know, be, to be trained and equipped.
0: Yeah. When you were just talking about our kids and, and, you know, them being like, okay, dad, or, um, (laughs) you know, it's funny because of course there's times that they say that, but then there's times that you see that click with them and, um, you see them live that out. And I I think that's interesting because, yeah, they might be saying, okay, Dad, not another sermon, but then they're going to face that issue. And they are going to have to respond themselves to it. Um, I think one other thing that we didn't mention, and this just came to mind, is something that we have done with our kids I mean, literally for years, is point out to them how sin affects situations. Mm. And I think that's really, really powerful. Like yeah. when they can see yeah,
1: the, consequence of the consequences of against- sin.
0: So, of course, we're in ministry, uh, full-time church, local church ministry. And so we have seen so, and I'm sure many other people have seen, many broken people um, for all different reasons. And I think one thing that we always try to help our kids understand is that a lot of times, not all the time, But there are a lot of times that a situation that is ruining somebody's life or whatever is a consequence of a choice that they made um, or a way they've chosen to live or something. And so when they can see tangibly with their own eyes, somebody going through such hardship because of sin of their own or sin of somebody else, that really, I feel like, has impact on them for yeah, their life. That's an excellent point. Um, and for how they approach cultural issues, especially like marriage and sexuality and such. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think it goes back. We, we, I think maybe talked about before this idea that the Bible presents two ways to live. You either walk in wisdom or foolishness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Psalm 1 starts in that way. The whole book of Psalms starts in that way. You know, blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law, he meditates day Mm. and night. Um, Mm. You know, it goes on to say that that he's like a tree planted by streams of water who yields its fruit in season and out of season. Mm -hmm. And so that idea that, that the entire book of Psalms begins with this contrast with there's two ways to live, mm-hmm. and, and so choose the way of life. Choose the way of wisdom. There's blessing in that. You're like a tree that bears fruit, mm-hmm. and so I think helping your kids see the fruit of walking in righteousness, the fruit of walking in holiness, the fruit of obedience looks mm-hmm. like this, and here's the fruit of disobedience. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the fruit of, of doing life on your own terms, mm-hmm. and so I think that's such a great point in mm-hmm. just helping our kids see, again what the flourishing, abundant life mm-hmm. that Jesus promised, that it really is the good life to mm-hmm. follow Jesus.
0: Yeah, and it, it again, I feel like we always come back to this, but it's about the consistency. You know, one conversation at a time, one verse at a time. And I love that you brought up Psalm 1, and I just want to tell our listeners that that was like, one of the very first passages that we had our kids memorize and we wrote it down and we had it everywhere all the time. And I would just encourage you to do that no matter how old your kids are, um, because it's so powerful for them to get a picture of that flourishing life and how God wants us to live.
1: I was going to say really quickly too, because I know we're wrapping up here, but this can be really intimidating for a lot of parents because they think, well, how do I, you know, how do I teach my kids about sexuality? How do I teach them about truth? Or abortion, and I would say that there's so many great resources mm. for free online mm-hmm. nowadays. And so, my my simple encouragement would be to equip yourself first, and then simplify it for your kids. Mm. And so, I think when you when you're thinking about like preparing your kids, you, you might feel like, boy, I don't even know how I would answer that, let alone my right. kids. And so, I think there's some great resources. You know, this is an old book but it's still a great book, but, you know, several books um, by Paul Little, Know What You Believe, and then the follow-up, Know mm-hmm. Why You Believe, mm-hmm. and then there's a great, um, I-, I love Stand um, stand to Reason, I think it's str.org, um, it's a whole ministry and, and website devoted to apologetics, to defending the faith, and they've got mm-hmm. all sorts of topics, I mean, every, every topic you can imagine, you can go there and, and search and ask a question, that's a great website, um, str.org, mm-hmm. and so I would say equip yourself and then simplify it for your mm. kids, and that can be just again such a such um, an important thing for for you as a follower of Jesus, but then also for your kids as you're preparing them. You're, you're learning together, mm. and that's the best way. I just think about all the times in college when I was at Indiana University in Fort Wayne for my first year, and I was challenged by <laughs> um, a professor who was an atheist. It was mm. painful and and it was challenging but it was also the most fruitful year of growth because I I had to go and learn and back up what I was saying I believed. And Mm -hmm. I think as parents, we can do the same thing. And it's just uh, so rewarding for us, but also for our kids. Mm,
0: That's so good. Well, friend, we are so grateful that you have joined us today. Listen, if we haven't met, we want to get to know you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwenk and at Ruth Schwenk or on Facebook. And don't forget everything we talked about, even like all of those resources we literally just listed. They will be at RootLikeFaith.com forward slash podcast. Again, we welcome you into our family here at Faith. That's how we feel like it is, right? It's like a family. We want you to feel like you're sitting in our living room with us. Would you do us a big favor and leave us a review or rating and share this podcast with your friends? It just takes a second, and it's a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith. Oh, and be sure to tag us on social media when you do that so we can reshare it. We're so grateful for your help in getting the word out. Okay, friend, well, we will chat soon, and we hope you have a great week.